You're listening to another episode of the Small Business Saturdays podcast. Listen to them all at smallbusinesssaturdayspodcast.com. Welcome to Small Business Saturdays. Welcome to Small Business Saturdays. The Small Business Saturdays podcast. With your host and my husband. And my dad, Aaron Montgomery. Join the conversation. Let's talk some business. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome into Small Business Saturdays. My name is Aaron Montgomery. You can find me at oursuccessgroup.com. Thank you guys for joining me this morning. Thanks for tuning in. We get to talk about one of my favorite subjects, which is questions for finding your why. And this is a subject that I'm really passionate about. Getting clarity on my why not only kind of led me to the business that I'm in here with our success group, but it also led me to leave two very lucrative positions. I got more clear about what I wanted out of my life, which brought people into my life that could help me fulfill that need who had similar passions. When I first started really thinking about what my why was, uh, so what got me started in this journey was a book by Simon Sinek. And you guys have probably heard me talk about this book a lot because it's one of my favorites called Start With Why. You know, it's pretty simple. It explains the difference of when you start with why, when what's important to you, what are your core values, what, what that culture that you build inside of your life, your business, all that other stuff how that leads to greater success than starting with what, you know, oh, I'm going to be a screen printer. Now, obviously he doesn't say that, but, but that's the basic principle behind it. At least that's the basic principle I took from it. And so as I read that book, I was like, huh, what's my why? And, and so I really started getting interested in this kind of idea. I believe it was back in about 2015. I'm never good with what the years are, but that that's going to be close. Um, at the time I worked for Coastal Business Supplies, you know, at that point I'd been there for a while and and we'd had quite a bit of success and growth and I was really feeling good about living this mission that I could get behind. You know, uh, to me it was build, you know, the the motto that they wanted to live by and all this other stuff was kind of felt like it was a complete customer centric business. And that made me excited. I love doing that. I actually was given a lot of autonomy to kind of push that to a whole new level. And, you know, it was it was going really well. And then things started changing. People left, the different things happened, growth, all sorts of different things. And um, it just started, it just didn't feel the same anymore, right? And, you know, so uh, while I loved getting the paycheck, you know, we, that's why we have a job, you know, we, we've got to get a paycheck. That's, that's what we show up for that kind of thing. I didn't love being there anymore. I, I just didn't feel that anymore. And I didn't really know why, but I just knew that it didn't, didn't feel right. At about that point, I, it was actually 2016 that I, I, I left. I didn't know what my mission, my why was, but again, didn't feel like uh, Coastal was that place for me any longer. At that point I left and was exploring lots of different things. You know, we I was getting involved and I was doing more and more with two regular guys and starting to talk about this decorators community idea and other things. But what I really kind of ended up landing on was uh, helping build this company that was a wholesale uh, fulfillment company. At first, you know, it, I got that feeling back, that that feeling that I liked. And also got the money, right? So, so all those, that was great. And things were were progressing, but it was new, right? And we were building it and and we were kind of creating it. And I think that's where for me, it was fulfilling because I felt like we were able to put what I thought was important to a business, this real customer centric mindset into it, but it grew really fast. And to me, it started to lose that customer centric feel. I didn't feel like there was a culture being built around that. And it kind of got clear to me that there wasn't, this is my perspective of it, but um, it felt to me like there wasn't a whole lot of interest in spending a lot of time growing that culture. The main focus was growing the business to make more money. Money for me just wasn't enough of a motivator. Uh, Again, don't don't get me wrong. I, I, I know that we all have to make money, but at the end of the day, I just, it wasn't enough. I'd, I'd done that even earlier, earlier on in life, stayed at places for longer because it was a job. And I, at that point in my life, I just couldn't do it. Now, at the same time, I'd kind of been actively trying to find my why throughout this whole process. And there was actually a point for me that I hit this patch of like, 
I don't know, despair is not the right word. It wasn't like I was destitute or down and out or anything like that, but I, it just was this horrible feeling inside of me. And I, and, and my, my wife will, will uh, back me up on this, but I truly felt like I did not have a purpose. I did not have a reason. I was just kind of average and put here to, to work for somebody else and, and, and do that. And it was, it was devastating for me. It really took me a bit, but fortunately for me, I have an amazing wife and, and she supported me and, and pushed me and allowed me to sit and watch crazy documentaries all the time and <laughs> all this other stuff. And we actually started getting closer. I got started getting involved with the success principles. The other fortunate thing for me is that I can be pretty stubborn when there's just something eating at me, right? Yeah. So like I said, I kind of felt like I didn't have a purpose, but there was something eating at me going, no, that's just the cop out. That's just the chicken way out. I just tried to keep asking myself question after question after question as to what is it that's important to me? What is it that I value? What, you know, and, and then I started, you know, I started trying to write these mission statements off of, you know, what I thought people would want and none of that felt good or, you know, stealing from, not stealing, borrowing from other people and trying to make it my own and none of that felt good. And, but like I said, I'd started this journey with success principles, which gave me a ton of more tools. You know, th th this book has been certainly life-changing for me and why I've put so much effort into learning it and now teaching it. But I also believe that there is this whole idea of, of law of attraction, that once you finally start opening yourself up to allowing things to happen for you, that they will. Um, and you, you do have to find patience and perseverance. I met randomly, totally randomly. Uh, I actually had a um, co-working space that just happened to be, um, I just happened to be at this co-working space because of circumstances that were out of my control. Um, I had started getting more and more involved with making sure we really took the two regular guys to another level. And we had decided to do some remodeling on our kitchen. And so I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't do the podcast here at my house uh, because there was so much construction noise. So I decided that I was going to rent this co-working space just for the time while we were doing the remodel. And I got there and I loved it so much that I ended up staying. And the month after I was supposed to actually leave, they had an event there, just a networking kind of event. And I was not going to show up. I was sitting in my office working. Um, but the lady at the front desk walked by and said, hey, there's some, I think it was cookies or something like that. In, in there, if you want to just drop in and, and say hello and grab something to eat. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm hungry. So yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not looking to network. I don't need a network. I, I'm, I'm working on stuff. And, um, but I walked in there. The first person I talked to is a guy named Dan Vincent, and he is a strength finders coach. So um, if you go back and look into uh, some of the older Small Business Saturdays programs, I actually had Dan on the program to talk about StrengthsFinder. And so I hosted him here and then I took the test, which finally gave me this foundation of who the heck I am. What are my strengths? And, and Dan also helped me because I, I took the test. And at that point, I was really felt like I was screwed because I was horrified with some of the things that I felt were weaknesses, but Dan helped me understand that it wasn't necessarily about the things that are at the bottom of the list. It's more about the things that are at the top of the list. Yes. You need to be aware of where your deficiencies are, but it's not that you have to go work on those all the time. You need to focus on your strengths. So that kind of gave me this first stepping stone into what I determined was really the the kind of the first question that you have to ask when you're finding your why. So let me put that up on screen. And um, so you got that, you've got that to look at there and, and reference from, but the first question is, what are my core values? What is important to you? For me, it's hardworking, being a problem solver, efficiency, raising the tide, you know, those are, those are the, some of the core value things I've actually um, just really kind of dug into a lot of different words. I've got it inside of the binder I carry around with me here, you know, so problem solver, solution oriented effort, driven to be the best motivated, 
productive, hardworking, determined, goal setting, efficient, action, impact, make a difference, raise the bar, significance, restorative, a com com competitor. Um, so all of those core value words, right? And and within that, though, I also had to look at some of the things that what makes my blood boil, right? What, what are the things that I'm opposed to that, or, or I just don't like? What are some of the traits in people that turn me off? Um, and a couple of those, just to give you some examples here, are people that are unmotivated. You know, I, I get that we can't be on all the time, but um, if have you heard about the five keys of business success called growing and launching your business? It's an online training program and you can check it out at oursuccessgroup.com forward slash five keys. While there, you can purchase the valuable online training modules and resources. It's over five hours of small bite-sized video training sessions broke out into 25 modules. Plus, there are 26 specific action steps designed to cement the training and get you into action on building the right foundation. You also get tools you need beyond the five hours of proven training, like spreadsheets, example forms that you can use and make your own, plus policy and marketing templates and more. The five keys of business success is designed to help you learn to price your products for profit, enjoy confidence in your marketing, have an efficient workflow and process, wow your customers with amazing service, and know exactly what it costs to be in business each day. Skip the alternative of feeling lost and overwhelmed and stop losing money or not even knowing where you're at until it's too late. Invest in the Five Keys online training program today to get the foundation you deserve for your small business. Go to oursuccessgroup.com forward slash five keys. If you've just decided that uh, or, or to be needy, uh, always, always needing something for somebody else. I, again, not about that if you need to get help every once in a while, because I believe in that rising tide. But if you're not willing to also participate in that and in, in participate, which also I realized later on what attracted me so much to the success principles, because one of the number one principles in there is to take 100% responsibility. So unmotivated and needy, but then obviously you don't want to leave it there. You want to then figure out what the opposite of those things are. And to me, the opposite of unmotivated and needy is striving and independent. You know, somebody that's willing to uh, put themselves out there, willing to try new things, will, willing to take action. And then also somebody that's independent. Yes, they want to be part of a community. Yes, they want to help. And yes, they want all that. But they also want to say, you know what, I did this by myself, right? Or, you know, I did this with support from others, but this is mine. Um, oh, Jerry asked, what's the name again of the, the success or the strength finders guy? Uh, his name is Dan Vincent. Um, and uh, if, if you'll shoot me a note, Jerry, I can get you his contact information. He's here local to me in St. Louis. Um, so you may want to find somebody that you can speak to locally in your area, but Dan probably can do something virtually too. Um, now you don't have to use a coach. You can actually just go take the strength finders test by yourself. Um, it's owned by a company now Gallup, who we know from the Gallup polls, but it's called the Gallup strength finder. Uh, it was actually originally called the Clifton strengths finder. And, uh, uh that was the gentleman's name that came up with the test. Um, so yeah, that, that's where you want to go for that. So, all right. So back to our, our first question. Let me just close up that part, right? So we want to understand what our core values are, what's important to you. And then also another way to kind of find some of those core values is start thinking about what boils your blood, what 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 just makes you feel uncomfortable, un, just doesn't feel, doesn't sit right with you. But again, don't stop with what doesn't sit right with you. Then make sure that you find out what the opposites Oh of that are. All right. So that's the first question. I'm going to leave that up there until we get to the second question. So you guys can keep that there. That's the first question you want to ask yourself. What are my core values? Now, a lot of times when I've asked people, okay, what, why are you doing this? What's your why? What's your mission? What's your purpose? Um, the, the most common answer that I hear is to make money. And then the second most common answer I hear is to take care of their family. And I'm not here to say that those are not, not reasons or whys or, 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 you know, we, we need money to be able to survive and sustain ourselves. Right. We, we need, we need or want to take care of our families. Those are all very important things. Like I said, I had two jobs, at least a lots, actually most of the jobs that ended up not 
kind of working out, I stayed longer than I needed to because of the money. You know, I was there to make money. And that's, again, none of those things are negative, but at its core, that's not what we were made to do. That's not why we start our businesses. And, and if that is the only thing you can come up with for why you started your business, um, then I feel like you're probably going to have a lot of challenges and maybe not be able to make it. Now, I don't believe that being a business owner is just made for the special few. I honestly believe that everyone can learn to become a great business owner on their own terms. But I do believe that you have to have clarity on your purpose, on your why, on your mission, or you won't be able to have the tools to learn to succeed, right? You're going to have to take some risks. You're going to have to get outside of your comfort zone. You're going to have to ask for help. You're going to have to make investments, right? And, and we can't do those things at the level we need to if we don't have clarity of our purpose. It's honestly why this topic is so passionate for me, this whole concept of finding your why, your purpose, your mission. You know, I've written articles about this. I've done our success group trainings about this. Uh, there's several SBS videos you can find about this. I've talked about two rare guys, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is hugely important to me. So your why needs to spark something in you. And if it doesn't, and it is just to make money, then you need to keep asking these questions. You need to keep digging deeper. I, I don't believe, you know, for me, the process took, well, I, I'm going to probably say the process took most of my adult life until um, recently. And, and still to this day, I continue to ask these questions to make sure that it's right. Right. And there's things that creep in. We, we talked last week about when our why changes and it's not necessarily our why that changes. It's just some of the passions that we have. You know, our core why is still the same. It's just our passions are a little bit different. Right. So you, you want to keep asking that why question as often as you can. And, um, you know, so let's let's let me run through kind of an example here for you. Why do you want to make money? Right. And maybe the answer to that is to support my family. Okay. Why do you want to support your family? Uh, well, the answer to that could be to provide a life for them that I never had. Or, um, and then the next question could be, well, why can't I do that by working a job, a, a job? So I, this is what, as I've fallen more and more in love with the concept of being a small business owner, um, I, I've kind of realized that the job, the J-O-B, stands for just over broke, right? We we make enough money to just sustain ourselves. Um, but anyhow, that's a whole different topic that I won't go in, go into. So why can't you do that by working at a job? Um, and, and the answer to that might be because I chase paycheck to paycheck with longer hours and hate going to work, right? So why don't you ask for a raise? Uh, because I want to make my own rules and hold the keys to my own destiny, all right, great. So why did you choose to become a garment decorator, right? So you got to keep asking these whys and get deeper and deeper into it. Um, so that gives you the idea of what I'm talking about here. You want to, um, it, it was related to me recently. In fact, um, Allie Banholzer, who um, has started becoming more and more part of our success group, um, did a training and we're working on some other things together. And she's actually going to help put together something that that more formalizes this whole process of, of asking why. And Allie actually tells me that this process is called a value stream. So we'll get, we'll allow her to get deeper into this, but she related it to me like this. She said that, um, you're, uh, you, you need to act like a toddler. You know, if, if any of you have kids, there's that stage that they go through that you feel like the only word that they know is why, why can I have that cookie? No. Why? Because you can't, you don't need any more sugar. It's time to go to bed. Why, why, why? Right. So, so you've got to become that toddler. You got to embrace that inner why and just keep asking that. So the second question then that, that kind of to me leads out of this is, okay, so if I'm going to keep asking myself why, well, if I ask why, then I need to understand what as well. So that second question is, what do I love to do? You know, this is that thing that I've talked about before, but it's that thing that you lose all track of time doing. You know, what what does a perfect day inside of your business look like? What what is that 
for you, right? When you've left the office or you, you shut down your computer for the day or, or whatever, however it looks for you. And you go, that day was a success. You know, if I look back and rate that day, that day was a 10. Well, what does that look like? Right? Because that's what you love to do that when you can rate the day, the, a 10, you've done the things that you love to do. Um, so that's the second question. Um, and, and, and just kind of, again, asking that in all sorts of different ways is going to be what, what gets you there. All right. So that then leads us to the third question. Once you've kind of start getting some ideas of what you love to do, then you have to say, well, am I good at it? Right. You might love it, but do you have some talent for it or do you love it enough to go all in to become really good at it? Right. Um, that doesn't, and, and again, this doesn't have to be um, something that's a hard skill. It doesn't have to be, am I good at being a screen printer? Am I good at embroidering? Am I good at designing? Uh, you know, this can also be things that, are you good at, at soft skills? Are you good at building relationships? Are you good at the art of the sale? Are you good at solving problems? Or are you good at seeing things creatively? You know, the, those things are, are things, you know, we want to let, some of those things guide your why, because what I think a lot of us will do when we think about, well, we got to find why we're doing this is maybe we'll put the cart before the horse and, and force some sort of a technical skill that we believe we have to have, um, like making or designing or whatever to be our why. And that absolutely doesn't have to be, there can be a lot of other, other soft skills in that, you know? So, but you've got to love it enough to be willing to go all in a hundred percent and commit to getting better at it. You got to commit to making the investment to, you know, becoming better at being a business owner. If you, if it's about the building relationships, well, how do you do that? Right. What do you got to go do to learn to be even better at that? You know, maybe you've got to improve your emotional intelligence and you go all in on something like that, or, you know, all sorts of different things. One, one thing that kind of stands out to me was, you know, I, and I'll talk a little bit more about this in question number four too, but I was pretty good at playing volleyball, but I wasn't so good at it. I didn't love it so much that I was willing to sacrifice everything else in my life. And I'm not saying sacrifice as in just throw it all away, but I wasn't willing to go all in at a certain amount of time to grow and make that commitment to being in the gym to, you know, I enjoyed going out with my friends. I enjoyed doing other things and, and, and growing all that. I love playing volleyball. I played six or seven nights a week, but there were other things around that, right? I didn't, I didn't breathe it entirely. Um, so with that being said, uh, Jerry says, if not good at it now, does being teachable count? Yes, I, I I believe, and I know that you got a the laugh emoji after that, but it it really does because what's the best way to put this? Well, are you looking to move your business forward and make it a full time success that not only supports you but also can support your family? Todd Downing and I launched our success group. Our mission is to provide resources that empower business owners to achieve their idea of success. What we learned when Todd started his own decorating business, and I was a pioneer of the industry's first podcast, was people were hoarding all of the information, or it was just disorganized and had no basis in real results. Both Todd and I saw really nice people fail because they didn't have the basics and a foundation. At the 2019 Dax Tinley Park Trade Show, we met for the first time face-to-face, -face, and the conversation turned to this very problem. What we soon discovered was a similar passion with different areas of strength. Todd brings the day-to-day know-how, making things easy to understand, and also breaking down the how-to step-by-step. I bring impactful ideas, lessons from the wide range of people I have worked with over the years, and a foundation of business principles to build upon. We don't want you to struggle to launch or grow your business. We want you to thrive, hit the ground running, and be good citizens of your market. If you are interested in learning more and would like to get some free resources, just fill out the form over at oursuccessgroup.com forward slash empowered. That's empowered, E-M-P-O-W-E-R-E-D. Again, oursuccessgroup.com forward slash empowered. 
you know, the best way to put this is, is this, if you're, if you're not good at it, you actually won't be teachable at it, right? If, if you've just, because the things that we're good at are the things that we decide that we're good at, right? So it, once you can believe in yourself in it, that's something that you're probably good at, that something that you can believe in yourself that you can do, um, which makes you teachable, right? So some of the, the best best athletes we'll use athletes are always really easy because there's this tangible thing you can see how good they became and all this other stuff but a lot of times the best athletes you know yes they have some natural ability deep down but they were open to being coached they were willing to you know do their 10,000 hours that Malcolm Gladwell idea um because again yes they were they were teachable. They were open to learning, but they also made the investment in that in either their time or, or in their money or asking their family to, you know, take them to every tournament and, and all this other stuff. So there is a level of, of this whole idea of being good at, it. I'm not saying that you just have to be this naturally gifted hundred percent. Now it is inside of you. I truly believe that if you believe in it, that ability to get there is inside of each and every one of us. Um, and, and I'll see if I can find it, but there was a, it's something that Jack Canfield had said during a super soul Sunday where he was being interviewed by Oprah Winfrey that, um, that he believed that everybody has an ability to go after their unique talent. They just have to find it. So, um, and I'll, I'll get that. Let me, uh, get a pen here. Cause if I don't write it down, I won't remember it. <laughs> All right. Oprah. Okay. So I will find that quote and I will share it uh, out there into the social media world here. Um, probably tomorrow, maybe Monday, maybe later today. We'll see how it goes. All right. So that is question number three. Let's get into the fourth question here. And uh, thank you, Jerry. Appreciate that. Um, all right. Fourth question is banners. There you are. Can I get paid for it? Right. And, and this is where it becomes a little bit dicey because can I get paid for it? Well, it may not be obvious, right? But, but can you put your ability, let's say again, you, one of your things that you're good at and you love to do is build relationships. Can you put that to work as something people are willing to pay for? You know, and I believe that that is actually the case. It may not be immediately clear how you're going to do that but can you believe that you can get paid for that thing? Right. So um, again, if building relationships is something that you're good at and that's your passion, part of your core, core values, um, I believe that certainly you can get paid to do that. And especially if you're also good at solving problems. I mean, there, there's lots of different kind of pieces that come together, um, you know, but maybe it's also being good at making something that you have a knack for that just comes, you know, that, that you just, you love doing, you lose track of time doing people are willing to pay for that kind of thing. You know, now on the other side of it, um, we do have some things that maybe we're, we love to do, but we might not be able to get paid for it. And you have to make those decisions. It doesn't mean that if you really wanted to try at it, you couldn't get paid for it. So, so don't take this as, well, I can't see an immediate reason why I'd get paid for this. So I just got to drop it. No, what this means is, can you believe that ultimately you can get paid for this? You know, so I'll give you going back to my volleyball example. I, yeah, I was, I, you know, I'm not, I was never great at it, but I, I was pretty good at it. I loved playing volleyball and I played it a lot and I got into a point where I was pretty good at it and, and I was attracting people around me that were pretty good at it. Um, but I was never so good at it that I could really see this whole thing becoming a career or something that I made my life over. And, um, and, and that didn't really mean that I didn't love it or I couldn't get paid for it. I, you know, I knew that there were people that were making that their life and doing very well with it in certain circumstances. So I knew that they were there, but at the time for me, there were limited opportunities, you know, and, that, and that's the way I felt inside. So, and, you know, I started the sport a little bit later in life, and then, like I said, there were other passions that I had, so I wasn't willing to be 100% committed to finding out a way to get paid for that. You know, so I had to explore those other interests. So, so you got to look at both of those things. But again, I'm not saying this question is one of the hardest ones 
because you really have to do have, have a really open mind about this. But you also do have to realize, yes, can I get paid for this? Um, you know, so if you have questions about that, I'd love to explore explore that a little bit deeper because, like I said, I think this one's the hardest one to to probably quantify because we all want to jump into can I make money for it? Okay, well, what is the how to that? I, I don't need to know the how. I just need to be able to believe that I can make money for that. All right, so um, that's the fourth question. Let me take you to the fifth question here. And then, like I said, I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear what questions you have, what your thoughts are. So start putting those things in the comments right now. Um, anything, anything and everything. What, what what are some of the answers to some of these questions for you? You know, when we share these things with the world, we start attracting the things to us that that we're going to need to be. And and again, this is Small Business Saturday. So what does any of this do for our business? Well, again, at the end of the day, I believe that everybody can become a very good business owner and have a very successful business. I, I The thing that is holding most people back is they haven't spent enough time getting real clear on why they're here because they need to have that why be strong enough to to get them over the humps and and move you forward and, and allow you to be open to new things and allow you to be willing to take the risk that you need to invest and allow you to be able to, um, you know, put yourself out there, get out of your comfort zone, all those other things. And if we don't have this, why that we really identify with that really lights us up, that really sparks us, then we will struggle at being a business owner. And, and if you're not willing to put the effort in to find your why, then yes, maybe you should go just get a job and work for somebody else. But I don't believe that just certain people are made for it. I believe that everybody can learn it if they get clear enough with their why. So, all right, that's my stepping off the uh, soapbox. And let's get to number five here. Does the world need it? Right. And and as decorators, yes, the world needs it. People are looking for memories. People are looking for ways to identify. People are looking for ways to say, I care about this, you know. I care about this, you know, know, um, I've got volleyball stuff that I've got a shirt that says, I love volleyball. I care about that. Right. All of those different things. We need that. People need help solving problems too. How do I get my brand out there to other people? How do those kinds of things? So for me, I knew that people needed resources to help them build businesses because I had seen over my years and being in this industry, I'd seen so many businesses struggle. And, and unfortunately, a lot of them fail because they only focused on learning how to make the thing, not how to be a business owner, right? So I knew for me that people needed these resources. So it also helped me get clear on the niche to fill, right? I, I'd, I'd seen the decorators community, you know, I could have, you know, gone and targeted multi-level marketing people or, you know, and I've even thought about that. I even looked at that or how do I get myself back into the volleyball world or things like that. Um, so, uh, but getting understanding, does the world need it? And then identifying who those people are that needs it are really going to be important to you. Who needs your skills, your talents, your passions. And here's the other thing that I truly believe. Um, the thing that I truly believe is that everybody has a unique set of skills, talents, and passions. Um, whether you believe it or not currently deep down, you do, everybody has a greatness zone. Um, if, if you're just really kind of dipping your toe in the water to all of this, I recommend going and buying this little book. It's 80 pages. It's called, uh, the greatness zone. And, uh, Kylene, if you're listening to this, I, I'm sorry to make you run errands while I'm on, but if you're listening to this, if you wouldn't mind bringing that book down, I know I've shown it before, but I want to show it to everybody again. It's called the greatness zone. And, and I, so I truly believe that everybody has this greatness zone and that skill that you have, that talent, that passion. I believe that there's also a group of people that need are willing to exchange value for those things so that you can survive and ultimately even thrive. And and I truly believe that. Um, But you just have to find it, right? We have to ask that question, does the world need it? And then who are those people that need it? Um, So before I 
kind of wrap up my part. I did want to get to Lisette's comment. And Lisette, tell me, <laughs> just give me a thumbs up if I'm actually pronouncing your name right. I, you guys have probably know this, but I'm terrible at pronouncing names. I've decided that I'm terrible. So I'm trying to decide that I'm not terrible. So I have to ask people. Um, so Lisette, I believe is how you pronounce your name. So if I'm getting that wrong, I truly apologize. But um, Lisette says, I know my weakness. I just need to overcome my fear. And oh, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Here's that book, The the Greatness Zone by Jay Forte. Again, tiny little book, um, 86 pages. No, 80. Nope. Wait, sorry. Oh, wow. 90. Oh, that's about the author. 90 pages. There we go. So 90 pages. So let's set. So here's, here's what I believe about you and what I believe about everybody. And because I was in this same place, right? I, I was on this same exact place where I told myself that I didn't have a purpose. Again, I, I knew all the weaknesses. I could find all the problems. <laughs> but I realized, here's the funny part. As I started figuring out those core values, I actually discovered that what I thought was a weakness, that this ability to find all the problems, was actually a strength, problem solver. I can see a problem but I'm also solution oriented. So I want to find a solution. Anyhow, you know your weakness, but I believe that you also know your strength. And most likely it's just the opposite of what your weakness is, or it's something that, and and because you feel like that weakness, and, and I could be wrong with this, but this is what I believe in. This is what happened for me. I felt that that weakness was so glaring and holding me back so much that I was afraid to even understand, again, overcome fear, understand that the that the strengths were more important than the weaknesses. I didn't want to believe that. I, I immediately was trying to figure out how do I improve my weaknesses? Because some of my um, low ones here, and again, I've, I keep these with me and I try to carry them around with me everywhere I can. But some of my low um, <clears throat> quote unquote strengths are relator. <laughs> I I don't always relate empathy, right? These are things where I'm going, oh my gosh, I want to help people. And I have a hard time with empathy and relating. Um, connectedness, wooing people. I, I'm, I'm a bit of an introvert, uh, but <laughs> I realize that all of these things are not weaknesses. They're just things I need to be aware of so I can focus on the things that I'm good at and then surround myself with the people that, that have those other strengths, right. And, and partner with and, and talk to and learn from people that have those other things. So I realized that I could still do the things that I wanted to do because I also had significance and this competitiveness and an achiever inside of me. Um, and so it's, it's such, it was such a, I don't know, just kind of opened me up once I could finally realize it took, it took a long time. It took help. I paid money. I mean, th th it was, uh, I, I think my wife at one point wanted to just smack me and shake me. Right. And say, wake up, you idiot. Um, but it's, it's doable. So don't give up on yourself, overcome that fear. Do, do this, try little things, right? I I'm kind of a, a weird person where I like to go all in. I'm, I'm, we joke in my family that we don't um, understand the word moderation. In fact, my dad and my son and I always go, ma, ma, what, ma? And my wife doesn't think we're funny, but we do. Um, so I, I kind of go all in. But I also believe that part of it, the struggle that I had was that I wanted to go all in. And once I finally started just taking baby, baby, baby steps, right, I pulled up a list of core value words. And then I talked to this guy and then I asked him to come on my podcast and then I was willing to take the test and then I was willing to listen to him and then I was willing to kind of go deep and understand some of these things. So um, anyhow, hopefully that helps a little bit. Uh, but if you have any other questions, other things you want to point out there, Lisette says I'm an introvert too. And I've kind of realized that I'm actually an ambivert. Um, and and I think a lot of us do have a little bit of that, you know, there, there's certain things because where I am willing to get out there and do whatever is in these things that I'm passionate about. Um, as you guys can tell 43 minutes, I'm rambling on and, um, 
I can talk about this forever because I'm passionate about it. But I also do need to kind of decompress after things like this, right? So um, great. Thank you, Lisette. I appreciate that, that feedback. All right. Um, Jerry says, I have many quote unquote niches, embroidery, screen printing, graphics, sublimation, custom tumblers. I love making the custom tumblers. I a lot. My money is made with screen printing. How can I streamline my niches? So Jerry, um, this is going to be the hardest thing I think for you is to get rid of worrying about what those niches are from a embroidery screen print graphic sublimation. You can actually be very niche focused and still do each and every single one of those things. Right. So it doesn't have to be that you got to focus on only doing tumblers because that's what you love to do. There's something about those tumblers. There's something about doing those tumblers deeper down that is actually why you love it so much. Right. And, and there is probably bits and pieces of that inside of every single one of those things, embroidery, screen print, graphics, sublimation, all of those things. So maybe take a step back and, and don't worry so much about trying to say, okay, I'm only going to be a screen printer or I'm only going to be a, a sublimator. I'm only going to make tumblers and step back from that and, and ask yourself, what is it about all of those things that I'm drawn to? And then once you can hopefully start determining what that thing is, then start asking these other questions about, you know, a, a, about it. And that will lead you to what the niche is. So you know, your niche could be, and this is probably nowhere close, Jerry. So don't take this as like, okay, I start looking at this. You got to look at this from your own perspective, but I'm going to put my perspective onto this, right? So for me, maybe it is that this love of, um, of the relationship building, and I can see how these tumblers allow groups to come together and enjoy time together and all of that other stuff. So then I can break that down and go, okay, well, what, what part of the world might need that? Okay. Well, maybe I also am very passionate about uh, education and um, I loved my school. You know, I, I went to the university of Arizona. I love that. So maybe I want to get involved with helping sororities and fraternities or, so that's where you got to break it down. It, a lot of times we get stuck because we're trying to say, oh, we've only got to do one technique. And and while I certainly believe that um, it's going to be easier if you focus on one technique at a time, um, I don't believe that you have to just get rid of all that and say, that's my niche. So it's not tumblers that's your niche. It's something else inside of there. So hopefully that helps. Um, and uh, and um, again, you've got to look at it for you. I'm just trying to give you where it would come from my perspective as to kind of give you an example of how to kind of tackle that. Um, but but back up from all that and find out what inside of each of those things, especially inside of the tumblers, that is the thing that you love, right? And, and, and not necessarily the technique, but what it brings. You know, it, it's kind of like going back to, okay, why do we want to make money? But what is that money going to do for you? For some of us, it's independence. For some of us, it's supporting our family and being able to make our own rules. And, you know, um, for some of us, it's a measuring stick, right? So for me, the making money part is all about the measuring stick because one of my core values or strengths is the significance thing where I want to make an impact on the world. It boils down to the fact that the money is not important as a, I've got to make money. Yes, I've got to make money to survive. And, and we all have to do that. And But that doesn't factor in necessarily. I'd rather look at, you know, so I'm not looking to make the quick buck, whatever. There's certain things that just kind of rub me the wrong way. What's important to me is that that measuring stick. So it, what's important to me is that I get to help a thousand people with masterminding. Now, I know from that, that there will be value that I can provide. And that value is measured by how much somebody's willing to exchange for that. And one of the things that we exchange is money. Sandy, this is a great feedback here. And Hi, I'm Kyleen. And you're listening to an episode of the Small Business Saturdays podcast. Do you want to subscribe to the Small Business Saturdays podcast? Head over to smallbusinesssaturdayspodcast.com there are tons of ways to subscribe. Click on your favorite, 
and grab all the information about growing your small business. Uh, and I know for Sandy that that her values lie in some of the core values of Freemasonry and, and she's kind of got family in it. And so it all makes a lot of sense, but I also know there's other parts and pieces of her that kind of explore out from there. And so she's been able to kind of build that up and again, do all of those techniques, embroidery, screen print, uh, sublimation, drinkware, all that stuff, and still find that that theme that works for her so she can focus and and get into all that so um lisette says I, I struggle with that too jerry my hand in too many products no real focus and and like i said i i'm not saying that you should all go out and try to be all of those things i'm just saying that if you have that then don't don't try to figure out what your niche is based on the technique try to figure out what your niche is based on those core values and and why you love doing those certain things like i said i also do believe that we should try to focus on one thing you know when, when we try to offer a thousand products to people we never get good at one and we need to you know you need to be kind of the the drinkware person or um you know, for my wife she got incredibly good at making masks and and, and just focused on that um you know, and, and she's got a, a passion for making drinkware as well. And so she's focusing on that. She, she's growing into these new things. Um, so, so yeah, don't, don't beat yourself up because you're kind of all over the place, but also realize that, yes, you do need to focus on things. So get to be the best that you can on that thing before you get into the next thing. All right. And, um, late, but here, thank you very much. Um, Facebook user, if you could, uh, head over to, this particular site here real quick so we know who you are our success dot group forward slash facebook um that'll help but again we'll we'll still interact thank you very much for being here thank you for tuning in um all right todd says i think the niche is the theme and you can use any process to produce an item of that theme in that niche i think that's a great way to break that down todd thank you for sharing that jillian greetings um there you go. Jillian says, I love doing loads of different things. I consider my niche to be my art style. That, that's a great way to look at that, Jillian. It, yes. Um, another person that I know that uh, is is good at a lot of things, and I'm not sure if Heidi's in here today or not, but Heidi Wade, she, she's, but her, her style is the Halloween theme, that, that kind of, that, that theme, and, and that's what her niche is but she does a lot of different things in that Jillian, your, your art style being your niche. That's awesome. Right? Because when you focus on that, you're going to then attract other people that enjoy that art style that are willing to pay for that art style. And, and then you can do loads of different things for them. That's awesome. I love it. Hi, Curtis. Thanks for being here. Um, appreciate you tuning in. All right, cool. So thank you guys so much for your, um, uh, Input, keep it coming. Uh, I want to keep it coming. I've got one little last thing to kind of, for me to wrap up for what I kind of put together and wanted to do here today. Um, but let's keep this conversation going. If you want to want to do it, I've got, you know, another little bit we're, we're coming up on 50 minutes here. So I also want to let you guys get off to your Saturday as well. But um, let me just first recap these questions for us. And um, so first question we got to ask ourselves and find our why, what are our core values? Right. What, what, what is it that um, is important to us? Number two, what do we love to do? What, did, what do we lose track of time doing? Number three, are we actually good at that? Right. And, and as Jerry and I got to discuss inside of her question as, as does teachable count as being good? I, I do believe that teachable counts as being good because we're only open to learning things that deep down we're good at. Right. We, we, one of the things as humans that we need that, that is required for us to be fulfilled is to be able to have that belief that we can have mastery in that subject. So we have to be willing to believe that we're, we're good at it. So maybe number three should be, are you willing to believe that you are good at it? Right. But you have to ask that, that question. Are, am I good at it or am I willing to learn? Am I willing to put in enough effort to get, get those 10,000 hours of mastery? All right. So that's number three. Number four, can I get paid for it? And this is not, how do I get paid for it? But again, can I get paid for it? Is somebody willing to pay for that service? You know, if, if you believe that you're really good at watching paint dry, 
Well, is somebody willing to pay you for that? The answer could be yes. You'd be surprised. So don't get stuck on if they will, like how are they going to pay for it? Or or is somebody else getting paid for that right now? Because at the end of the day, somebody's getting paid for just about everything in the world right now. And you can find somebody if you dig deep enough. I bet you you could find somebody that somehow makes a living out of watching paint dry. They probably end up working for a paint company, right? (laughs) You know, Um, so don't, don't get stuck on that part, but, but at the end of the day, yes, can I get paid for it? All right. Number five, does the world need it? And again, I think that we can always find a way if we're willing to find a group that's, that needs it, but you have to ask that question. You have to answer that question so you can start getting clear on what your niche is for Jillian, you know, does the world need her art style? And, and she's answered yes to that question. And so that helped lead her to that niche, right? So, and, and I'm making some assumptions about you, Jillian. So thank you for allowing that. <laughs> All right. Um, so w- within that, so there's our five, five questions that we want to ask. Um, and, and again, asking these questions, not just as they are right there, um, but asking these questions in all sorts of different ways until you get to a point that you feel connected to the answers of those questions, right? So does the world need it? If you say yes, but you don't really kind of have that ability to go, well, I believe that, then you have to ask it in different ways. Okay, does the world need this? Um, well, okay, maybe. Okay, but what what could they get out of that? Why would they need that? You know, just, just keep asking that question in all sorts of different ways until you, that's, you'll feel the spark. People always ask kind of like, how do I know? you'll know it may not this, this, but here's the other side of that. This, that spark might not be like, um, immediate, like boom. Oh my God. Life changing. Right. That spark might be just, Oh, that feels good. But you have to be open to recognizing that. And then you have to be willing to, um, what the principle is in, in the success principles here, uh, is that you got to lean into it, right? We got to start trying it. And, um, as I started answering these questions, there was all sorts of different, Todd, Todd can tell you this. There's all sorts of um, iterations of what my quote unquote why was. I've got, I was just looking at it this morning to kind of pull some things out of it as I was going through this. Um, I've got a Google document that I still have saved here when I was kind of going through this process a lot more. And I still go and, and write in it and stuff like that. It's 12 pages long, right? Uh, and And a lot of that is just trying different, wise on for size, so to speak, you know, so you, you got to try them on. You got to ask a lot of questions. You got to feel that spark, but you got to be willing to try them too. Right. So, so don't expect this like big aha moment because that doesn't always happen. Yes, that might happen, but it doesn't always happen the way we see it in the movies. Your, your aha moment, it was probably there and you maybe missed it. Right. So you just got to lean into it a little bit and, and start doing that. Um, <laughs> Todd says you could probably write a book on your why in the process of coming up with it. Possibly. Um, I just would have to figure out how to organize all those things because again, this is, this is where the process gets messy is I've tried whole bunches of things and a lot of it didn't make sense. And a lot of times I didn't understand it. And a lot of times I didn't, uh, didn't spark for me. It, it took a while. Um, and like I said, even to this day, I still kind of play around with it a little bit. Um, but just to give you guys what, what my mission is, so you kind of get that point, is to provide resources that empower business owners to achieve their idea of success. Now, that's the very simple statement, but I've actually gone in and broken down that statement into all its parts and pieces. You know, why resources? Why am I, what, what, why it is empower important to me? Why business owners? You know, why is it important to say their idea of success? And so there is that why. And that becomes, to me, if you're building your business around this, that then becomes the, what your values are, what, how you, how you kind of come to being your story. Right. And, and so, um, there we go. Jillian says, yes, my art is needed. Good. (laughs) Good. Thank you for letting me make those assumptions. All right. So we take those five questions once we feel like we've got some comfort to them or we're at least willing to get out there and try and lean into them um, at that point, what, what's going to start happening is you're going to start finding the overlap 
So if you think about the answers to these questions as circles and you jam them all together into one area, where do these things start to overlap, right? And, and so again, for me, the overlap was th this idea of resources, right? So my core value, one of my core values is um, uh, being solution oriented or a problem solver. And, and one of the ways that I've always solved problems is by coming up with tools or resources or ways to share, right? So that, that's a resource to me. And then business owners, you know, I started looking at um, what, again, some of those things that made my blood boil. And it was this, this idea of somebody owes me something or, or, or you know, this neediness or unmotivated. And I, I realized that in all the work that I'd done so far in this industry, you know, I, I've talked with lots of people, you know, people that, that do the work, the people that work, work there, you know, the purchasing people, the, you know, all, but every time when I worked with the business owner, that's when I felt the most spark, right? That's when I was willing to do whatever it took to help them at, at any level, because I knew that they were willing to put in the work and, and do the things that needed to be done to try to make this thing a success. You know, even when they were scratching and clawing and felt like things weren't going well and, and were scared and um, didn't believe in themselves, they were still doing the things, right? They were, they were still trying, they were still showing up at a trade show to talk with people. They were still um, reaching out. They, they were still making investments in new equipment because that's what I did at the time. I sold equipment and supplies, right? So that was the business owner side of it. And then um, as we continued to kind of explore things, what are, what are people willing to pay for? We started looking at, you know, okay, want to find people that, uh, you know, want to make $100,000, want to get their business to $100,000, but what we started realizing as we leaned into that, and again, Todd can <laughs> talk and back me up on this, is that that actually wasn't the people that we were getting to work with. For a lot of them, they didn't care about that, right? It, again, the money didn't necessarily mean anything to them. Um, there was something bigger than that, or they, they weren't ready to believe that they were even re ready to get there. They just wanted to make it through the year, you know, or they just wanted to have this continue to be a, a side business a little bit. And, and, and we started realizing, well, why would we stop with somebody that doesn't want to, you know, we'd also seen other people in the industry basically look at you like you were wasting their time if you weren't trying to make a million dollars, you know, and, and these were people that I respected at the time. And it really hurt my feelings watching that happen where they were talking down to people that weren't willing to put in everything that they needed to do to make a million dollars that year what? So, so those things have all happened to me. And, and, and this is where it grew into this, okay, to achieve their idea of success. So that's what you got to do. That's how we take those questions. That could be a whole nother session. It probably has been, it probably will be, um, but take those questions, but, but start there, start with those five questions. Again, I've got the fifth one still on the screen. Didn't even realize it because I got so carried away. Um, what are your core values? And I, what are your core values, not what my core values are, sorry. But ask yourself, what are my core values? What do I love to do? Ask yourself that question. Am I good at it? Um, can I get paid for it? And does the world need it? All right. So there we do. There we go. Um, Jillian says, my idea of success is not money. It's living happily off my art. There you go. So again, when, when we first started, it was, you know, helping people get to $100,000 in sales, we would have never, Jillian would have thought we were crazy. And and I like working with people like Jillian. I haven't had the pleasure to, to do that a whole lot yet, but we do get to interact from time to time. So, um, you know, th this is important to me. So, um, yay, all yeses for me. I love it. All right, good. Jillian, you pass. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, you guys all passed. You guys are all amazing. Thank you so much for being here. If you do have any other questions, you do have any other comments, put them in there. I'm happy to keep this going. I've got at least another 20 minutes here before I have to run to get to the thing with Eric. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Todd was Todd bringing up the fact that some of those folks that were looking down on people had started in their garage and you kind of were kind of going, really? You forgot about your roots a little bit, huh? Huh. Interesting. Um, <laughs> yes. hundred percent happiness is more important than being rich, but okay. I, and I hate to always say, but 
but I do also want to make sure that I'm covering the gamut of folks. Um, if, if, if having the money is important to you, whatever that reason is, even if it feels a little selfish at the time, that's okay too. That's your idea of success. Everybody is allowed to have their idea of success. And Jillian, yes, it is the emblems and patch thing that you're signed up to attend. Uh, I'm helping Eric support that and uh, kind of running the background for for him on that coming up here. So, um, so yes, happiness is more important than being rich. But if being rich is happiness for you, that's totally okay. Everybody does the best with what they have at their time. I think what a lot of quote unquote rich people end up finding out is that they get to their idea of rich and they realize that there is a bit more to the fulfillment in that, but then they do some really cool things with their money. You know, look at, look at somebody like Bill Gates um, and, and the work that he's doing now. And, and uh, there's a story about a, a guy that um, owned a football team. He kept buying stuff because he thought felt like being rich would fulfill him. And one day he had an opportunity to somebody just asked him, to uh, deliver some wheelchairs to some uh, countries that had issues with these landmines and because all these kids had their legs blown off. And um, that finally was the, the thing that connected him. He'd made billions of dollars and, and wasn't happy. Um, and, but then finally found this basically took, took his money and put it into filling up his private jet and buying wheelchairs and delivering wheelchairs and building that into something big that helped a lot of people. So, um, you know, so my point is, is that I don't want anybody to feel like whatever it is that is your idea of success is not right. You know, so if your idea of success is making a million dollars, boom, I'd love to help you if, if you connect with me. If your idea of success is, um, this idea of uh, doing something else, boom, I'd love to help you. So um, <laughs> uh, yes, Todd in his singing, I believe that's what Jillian's talking about. Wow, this is so terrible. Todd in his singing, <laughs> lots and lots of money. Oh boy, now you're going to get that song stuck in my head. Uh, all right, so that's everything I've got. Again, if you guys have anything more, um, please put it in there. But while you're doing that, I will wrap it up with this. I want to tell you what's coming up. Uh, this is in, inside of our free preview week of the Club OS, or sorry, free preview month of Club OSG. So um, next next week will be the last free preview event that we do for SBS. After that, it'll be inside either the Our Success Group members area or inside Club OSG. Um, so if you're interested in learning more about that, uh, you can go to our success forward slash club OSG and check that out. Or we'd love uh, you to become a member. If you're not a member, we, we uh, are always looking to grow our community with, with folks that are willing to put in the work and do the work and, and, and raise others up. So you can go to our success forward slash memberships to look at more info on that. Um, but with that being said, um, turn that off. And uh, next week, the, the last week of our free preview month here, um, I'm going to talk about changing your environment, changing your life and business. Um, so, you know, just the from things like the small things, just cleaning up your messes and incompletes and, and um, you know, buying an extra pair of scissors, just, just the little things that are part of your environment, the world around you and how those little things can make huge differences in your life, in your business, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All right. So that's next week. Um, and then, uh, what, after that free preview period is over the week after that, uh, inside club OSG and inside of, uh, the, our success group, private members group, uh, I will be kind of doing a Facebook ads 101. Um, the, the challenge with teaching Facebook ads is that uh, according to the stuff that uh, Todd's read and shared with me, and, and I haven't, I believe him, so I just left it at that. Uh, there are 67 different versions of Facebook out there right now. So what, uh, oh yes, it definitely is terrible with the kids' legs. Um, and and Lisette says, I love money, but that 
comes easier by doing something fulfilling. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, again, for me, it's a measuring stick of am, am I fulfilling what I'm supposed to be doing? And, and it is terrible. And, and I'm, um, and I'm glad that that gentleman and, and I'll, I could find the story if you wanted me to, to look it up. And so just reach out to me, uh, success at our successgroup.com. And I can get you the exact story of that gentleman, uh, actually comes out of one of the chicken soup for the soul books that Jack Canfield's known for. So, all right. So like I said, back to the Facebook thing real quick, um, really challenging because what you might see is going to be different than what I can show you, but I'm going to try to give you the concepts of things like uploading your customer lists and making look like audiences and, and the difference between an, uh, an engagement ad and a conversion ad. And so just really beginner basic stuff. Um, and, and not, not that you won't learn something if you're already involved in it, but um, I, I just want to cover the basics. I, I'm not going to claim to be this Facebook ads guru. Um, I I know enough to make it work for me a little bit, but not enough to say that, you know, here's exactly what you got to do step by step. So I'm going to give you the basics um, and we'll kind of, and then hopefully I can answer any questions that you have. And if I don't know the answers, I'll figure out somebody who can help us with those answers. So that's happening. Uh, what's the date on that? Sorry. That would be June 5th. Um, June 12th, uh, we'll be hosting Ali Banholzer to talk about priority matrix and making better decisions with them. And, um, then I'm going to be taking a week off because my wife and I will be on our honeymoon. We, uh, we don't want to rush into it. We've been married for about nine, 10 years here and uh, we're finally taking our honeymoon. Sorry, honey. <laughs> Appreciate your patience. Um, and uh, so we'll be taking, taking our honeymoon. So I'm taking a week off, but then the week after that, we'll come back and talk about online parties and, and live selling events and kind of how to, how to best put those together. So um appreciate everybody being here. Thank you so much. Set, glad you won't miss that one. Uh, Thank you guys for being here and uh, look forward to talking to you again next week. So uh, everybody have a great rest of your Saturday. And uh, again, if you're in the embroidery world, get over to uh, decorators.education slash Y patches and uh, <clears throat> check that out. And uh, that'll be happening in uh, about 45 minutes from now. So we'll see you there if you're, you're signed up for that. All right. Have a great rest of your Saturday. Talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Small Business Saturday Podcast. We appreciate having you as part of the community of listeners. Tune in for the live video sessions at facebook.com slash aaronmontgomery.info to become part of the active community. You can contact me directly at aaron at montcoconsulting.com. Thanks again for listening.